Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Second to None podcast. It's the podcast on the Believe Podcast Network that covers all things SEC football related, and we are here in week two. When I say we, I mean myself, Blaine Gilmer, and my co-host, Tavares King. Tavares, we have another full slate of games here in week two, but, man, we finally get to move Week one, you know, you got to put it in the rearview mirror. You know that as a player, you got to put that in the rearview mirror and look ahead to week two. So, uh, man, what are, what are your thoughts just right off the top going into week two? What are you excited to, to see, to learn about some of these SEC teams? Man, I'm excited to see, um, you know, if, like you said on the last episode, if one, if, if the teams that were expected to win and have cupcake wins or cupcake games this week, if they'll be ready to roll, or if they'll have, or if they'll be snoozing, if they'll come out snoozing, um, I'm interested to see if us Georgia comes out ready to roll. Um, Florida, interested to see what they do with their quarterback situation. Um, Auburn, I'm interested to see if they can, um, you know, look how they look. They put up a lot of points. They hung sixty a sixty piece on those guys. So I'm interested to see if they can do that again against a another kind of um, cupcake opponent. But I um, mean, it's it's it's, it's uh, going to be a fun week too as well. But the big game, in my opinion, probably being Texas at Arkansas. Yeah, Texas at Arkansas also. But you do you are right. Tennessee does have a a you know big contest there when they've got Pittsburgh coming to Knoxville. So that's uh, definitely a step up from Bowling Green. Um, also a a first conference matchup. We got Kentucky and Missouri going at each other. The first SEC action. You know th- those guys tangling in there. But today, guys, on our Wednesday episodes, what we're doing is we're telling you what the lines are on these games and what does that mean? How does that? How does uh, the experts? Because those guys are experts out there in the desert, TK. They ain't doing it to to try to lose money out there. Those oh, yeah, guys. No, those guys are those guys that have their have their sources. They're getting their their information, and uh, you know we're trying to decipher that for you here. Um, but that you can take advantage of that, guys, if you use Bet Online, who our show is brought to you by. You know it's football season once again, guys. Uh, all of the action you could want is over at Bet Online. It's always the number one spot for pro and college football action. Um, they got things like you know tomorrow. September 9th, the Buccaneers and Cowboys are kicking off the NFL season over there. Guys, you can, there's a half million NFL mega contest, also 200,000 NFL survivor pool. But with that 
Buccaneers and Cowboys game, if you head on over to Bet Online and use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 100% welcome bonus, you can take advantage of that opening day super promo. If you make a bet on Thursday, September 9th, the opener, which is tomorrow, between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and Dallas Cowboys, if you lose, uh, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up using the promo code NFL100. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, your online sportsbook expert. So, TK, without further ado, man, we're going to go ahead and throw these, these spreads up here. If you're watching along on the 365 Sports YouTube channel, the first thing that jumps right off the bat, and TK's laughing off, off screen here, you have the mighty bears of Mercer coming to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. TK, my question is, should these games even be allowed anymore? Alabama playing somebody like Mercer? Listen, man, they got to get – Mercer's got to get that that, that bread. Uh, they got to get that money. So, uh, I, that's all, yeah, that's that's the only reason, though. It's, it's not going to be too competitive. I mean, Alabama's going to have to put, like, their kicker at quarterback or something to, to keep from scoring points in this game. It's, yeah, uh, they'll probably steamroll them, which, will, which is why there's a big N.A. up there. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no spread on this game. We bet online didn't even set a line on this game because how bad it's going to be. And there there's a couple more like that this week. But uh, for certain, I'm sure you're going to see uh, Tyson, the the backup quarterback, who is Bear Bryant's grandson. So I'm sure there'll be some some uh, some history, some you know feel good stuff going on there in Alabama with that. When Bryce Young gets yanked out of the game, probably midway through the first quarter after they've already hung fifty or something like that, you know. But uh, we'll see. Of course, Nick Saban is a it tends to be a gentleman in some of these cases. He may uh he may he may take it a little easy on him. Who knows how how that'll play out in Tuscaloosa? Then of course you have uh, the other cupcake games. We'll hit real quick. Alabama State comes to Auburn, so Auburn gets another Akron, one of the worst football teams in the country now. Alabama State comes in, uh, so we'll see if Auburn can look as good as they did the week before. LSU gets an easy opportunity to um, to rebound. That that says at McNeese. It's actually McNeese coming to LSU. I had that at in there from the UCLA game last week, but LSU just played terrible on defense, but We'll see if they'll be able to uh, correct things when when McNeese comes to Baton Rouge. Hopefully everything's okay uh, down in the Baton Rouge area from the hurricane and and people are able to go out and and watch that one and things like that. I know there's still some people without power, so we're uh, still thinking about those people. uh, Thoughts and prayers to them. And then, of course, the other cupcake game is Old Miss taking on Austin P here. Um, so, you know, TK, there, there's those cupcake games. Uh, like you said, they're necessary. They kind of help some of those uh, smaller schools get paid uh, and help their athletic programs run. But after you see a, a matchup like a Georgia-Clemson to open up last week and and this week coming up, you have Ohio State and Oregon playing one another. When you got those kind of premier matchups, it just, it just kind of sucks the life out of it. It kind of makes you question – uh, is that the direction college football should go anymore in terms of those, you know, payday games? Well, for sure. I mean, you've got to look at the programs that are on the rise and the programs that are starting like a Mercer and, and they, their program is growing. So I think that, and it's grown a lot um, in the short time. So I think that having an opportunity to, to play at Alabama 
against the Nick Saban is, you know, some of these kids, you know, probably never thought that would happen in their life. So that's that's another thing, man. It's, a, it's an opportunity for them to go showcase their talents on another on a big stage. No doubt. And, and actually, um, with Mercer, in fact, they were in the news. I'm going to I'm going to pull it up right now. I think Mercer. Yes, they beat Point University out of Georgia, 69 to nothing uh, last week. So, so Mercer can play some ball, but, but TK, when I say 69 to nothing, Barstool had some, had some fun with that because they scored the, the touchdown to make it 69. The place kicker misses the extra point, and they're questioning whether he did it on purpose to keep that score at 69. Twitter puts it out. The, the kicker puts it out on Twitter. He said, hey, I had to take one for the team, keep the score at 69. So they were having some fun with that 69 points they hung on on Point University. I love it. You got to love them cats over there at Barstool. Absolutely. The, guy, the Barstow guys are hilarious having some fun with that. But now that we've got kind of the cupcake games out of the way, let's touch on some that maybe aren't too far off, but at least there's some group of five teams that have had some success in the recent past. You've got Florida up at the top-hand right of your screen if you're watching on the YouTube channel. 29 points they're favored going to. That is absolutely correct. They're actually going to South Florida in this contest. And, TK, we've talked about the Florida – quarterback situation on a previous show. What's your opinion and how you think maybe Dan Mullen will handle this? Emory Jones struggled mightily, two picks against FAU. Anthony Richardson comes in and looks like a, you know, Usain Bolt running down the sideline over there, uh, scoring, uh, running 160 yards for uh, for a touchdown. Um, do you see him splitting time? I mean, and how do you think that would impact this Florida team as they're trying to get prepared for that SEC schedule? Right, right, man. It's, it's so – I thought about this for a little bit today, too. We called it the other day on our show a, a quarterback situation, quarterback controversy. Um, this could be a, a blessing in disguise for that team, honestly. Um, having having a team – having two guys that can do different things, that can hurt you from different ways. Um, we know Emory, Emory Jones is capable. Um, but having a guy that can move like Anthony Richardson and, and run that read option and has wheels at a big what 240 250 yeah and that's 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 a blessing bro when you can have when you have two guys that you can do different things with it might be it might be a blessing for the for uh that uf offense yeah and and i'm gonna throw the the spreads back up there again but you know 29 points south florida just got drubbed by nc state which we'll talk about nc state later on because they're playing mississippi state and starkville but you know they got drubbed by nc state 49 nothing to open up the season. So this is a game where Florida ought to be able to work those those two quarterbacks and try to have some success. I think that 29 number, you know, we're not going to make uh, outright picks here on who's going to win games, but what's your thoughts on the on the 29 points Florida's getting on the road? That that number seem about right to you? Do you, you, you like Florida to, to cover that? Yeah, it's on the road, uh, but it's in Florida. It's in Tampa. So, yeah. uh, man, I, 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 think, I think they cover. I think they do. Especially after uh, – got to think it, it's got to be that way. Maybe after NC State, you know, just laid the wood to, to South Florida off the next week. Now, sometimes teams want to rally and try to play better and, and home crowd and juice and stuff like that. But uh, Florida probably out-athlete out uh, USF in that one. Georgia coming off the big victory versus Clemson. Um, this is a UAB team that won 31 to nothing last week against – Jacksonville and uh, Jacksonville State 
Um, and also, they're coming off a of conference USA championship. They're very well coached in with uh, Bill Clark there, you know. But TK, I just think it's going to be too much athleticism for them. I, I like Georgia to cover that twenty-six and a half. Uh, what's what's kind of your thoughts on this one coming coming into it? Yeah, I like us to cover twenty half, kind twenty-six and a half. Kind of pick up where we left off. Definitely try to. I, I see us trying to get. Um, the wideouts more involved. This is probably a game where you will want to throw it around a little bit more, give guys opportunities, get them comfortable, get them, get them, get them kind of going. You know what I'm saying? Getting them ready for the SEC season. I know some people are going to joke, well, can Georgia cover 26 and a half? Can they even score 26? Because they only scored, you know, 10 again. It's going to be a totally different defense. Um, and also one thing that, that people don't understand a lot too is the reason that Georgia wasn't able to get the passing game going, Clemson was playing sometime dropping eight, as many as eight guys in coverage. They were playing very, very soft zone, some deep, a deep safety look, the corners belling out of there. So, and then also they were able to semi because they have a great, uh, front and linebacking core. They were able to semi control it with six guys in the box. Right. I mean, they were bringing three sometimes. It's like we were bringing three, but. Only difference is we was hitting home. Yeah, and and then, but my point on this is with UAB, even if they try to mimic what Clemson did, they don't have the Jimmies and the Joes that Clemson did. So what they're going to end up having to do is Georgia's going to end up hitting more explosive runs. And TK, you know what happens as soon as you start getting more explosive runs, they have to bring a safety down in the box. They they play a little bit tighter coverage to try to stop the run, and then there goes Arian Smith and Jermaine Burton and people like that over the top. So I, I agree with you. I think it'll be more explosive. I think Georgia covers in that one. You know, now we're going to talk about um, before we get to some of the the premier game, Carolina going to uh, East Carolina, and then Mississippi State hosting. NC State at home. So South Carolina road dog, Mississippi State home dog versus NC State. So, you know, TK, when you have uh, two SEC programs like that, especially South Carolina, two-point underdog to East Carolina. I know they're going to East Carolina, to the, where the Pirates play. But uh, still, that that's a little hard to swallow when you got, uh, you know, can, can Zeb Nolan – cover that two points and and uh, basically that's a pick them game at, at at you know plus two for South Carolina what are your thoughts on uh do they get enough confidence versus Eastern Illinois with uh with Zeb Nolan to be able to go handle the Pirates over there at East Carolina well well I think that, I think ECU gets the points because they're at home really um I think Zeb played a really sound game last week um control controlled that offense controlled the game um, hopefully he can do that again. Um, I feel like his teammates, that coaching staff, Coach Beamer, believes in believes in his abilities, believes believes in his mind, his football IQ. So I think that uh, I think that they go get it done. I think they cover two points. Yeah, and and ECU coming off a tough loss to App State. Uh, you know, so this is uh, this is an ECU team that has you know experienced players. Uh, and in fact, I'm I'm friends with. I used to coach with. Their offensive line coach Steve Shankweiler. So I know that um, you know they're going to be well coached up front. They've got Holston uh, Allers, who's been. It seems like he's been there at ECU forever. So ECU definitely has the more experienced quarterback in terms of this. But Zeb Nolan only have been at South Carolina a couple of weeks. But you know we'll see. This is going to be Shane Beamer's first uh, real real test, and we'll see what the culture of that program is like there. But uh, just just 
my my opinion on it, TK, is watch out for those pirates because Holston Allers is a absolute baller over there. So we'll we'll see we'll see what what happens with with those guys, but definitely going to be a different caliber for them too. And they're already uh you know one loss in the have one in the loss column with App State having taken it to them thirty three to nineteen last week. Now Mississippi State and NC State, poor old Mike Leach man, uh, barely beat barely beat uh, La Tech. You know, at home in Starkville, um, barely beat them by one point. And now they got NC State coming in there who, after what North Carolina did to uh, against Virginia Tech, NC State might be, in my opinion, and then how bad Miami looked against Alabama, NC State could end up being maybe the second-best team in the ACC other than uh, other than Clemson, you know, right there with the Boston College, somebody like that. Um They've got De- Devin Leary coming back, a quarterback who broke his leg last year. He's a dual threat guy, and they smacked South Florida, forty-five nothing. Do you think it's warranted that Mississippi State is a is a two point, two and a half point underdog at home? Just like I said, you get them points because you are at home, my man. I think uh, that's telling us a little something. NC State might stick it to them. Yeah, I mean, I, I think NC State is going to come in there. They're 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 experienced team. They've got guys who are all American candidates on their offensive line. And like I said, they're building up to that showdown coming up with North Carolina in a couple of weeks. And uh, so hopefully that you know for their sake they're not looking ahead. But the SEC right now is is looking uh, in terms of the South Carolina and the Mississippi State matchup. We'll give our official predictions as we go deeper into each matchup on on our Friday show, but those two are looking like they could be sticky situations for the SEC going into this one. Guys, if you want to have some fun with all these picks and things going on, you need to make sure to head over to playactionpools.com. We're so excited that our pod is partnering with playactionpools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport we love the most. You'll be able to get in on the action with playactionpools.com football pick'em challenge, which is open to everyone, guys. So here's how it works. Sign up for our contest, the Believe Football pick them at playactionpools.com and then get your picks in each week we're going to select 10 of the highest profile games of the week between nfl and college football whoever gets the most picks correct is going to win cool prizes like electric sunglasses pair dc shoes again go and sign up at playactionpools.com using believe that's b-l-e-a-v football pick them and plan if you plan on hosting your own football contest make sure to use playactionpools.com today they've got survivor pick them well as sports book style concepts called build your own bankroll play action pools your home for all your office sports pools another one uh right in that same line there i'll leave it up on the screen tennessee uh we saw joe milton and company we told you they wouldn't cover the 34 and a half versus versus bowling green they beat them by 32 points um but tk even though they beat them by 32 points joe milton you know, 54% completion. Uh, we know he was able to do some stuff with his legs, but that Tennessee offense just didn't didn't look yet quite like they're ready to compete in the SEC East, does it? Yeah, I mean, what well, we said, it, it, Joe Milton has to have guys around him. He was at Michigan. He had some pieces around him. And, again, it's early. It's week one. He, he's got to get comfortable in that offense as well, um, as well as getting – once your quarterback's comfortable, it, it, everybody else is comfortable. Yeah. So, 
I think once that happens for them, I think that they'll start to be a little better, and I think that they'll start to gain confidence and uh, begin to make more plays as a unit. One thing that they did do well was run the football. Uh, Joe Milton had a touchdown uh, that he ran in early on on a, on a zone read, and then also uh, Tyon Evans and Jabari Small for Tennessee both rushed for 116 yards each. On the nose, 116 each. So that's kind of a statistical anomaly there, both of those getting there and there. But, but TK, uh, I think, you know, you've played in Knoxville. Uh, you know what that environment's like when Tennessee was a – a good team if you know if Tennessee can can be in this one in the thick of it there um with Penn State down in the fourth quarter if if they don't let it get away from them early and things like that tell people just from you having experience what how much of an advantage can that Knoxville environment be for Tennessee and Neyland Stadium man it's a hostile place it's a hostile vile place um it it, it could definitely throw a team in, in week two off off its rocker, especially from a, a communication uh, standpoint. So I, th- I definitely think if those fans are rocking in Knoxville, if they're in it, um, if they're in if it, they're in a tough one, uh, Pitt could be in for it. Yeah, and uh, Kenny Pickett is a senior quarterback for Pittsburgh. So in my opinion, that's that's the I think this is a true pick'em game, really. But I think the 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 guys in Vegas, the line setters, may be giving Pittsburgh the benefit of the doubt there because of Kenny Pickett, maybe over Joe Milton at this point with with how that offense is. So we we shall see in terms of that. And then the last one before we get to the two big games, you've got Vanderbilt plus six and a half. So they're a six and a half point road underdog versus Colorado State. I don't know how they're within six and a half. They just lost to East Tennessee State. They should just put minus six and a half versus it doesn't matter. That's what it should put say out beside it because, I mean, Vanderbilt, I mean, does it get much worse, TK? I mean, that that is obviously you want the best for those kids and nobody's wishing ill on that program or anything like that, but – but you gotta, you know, have chuckle a little bit when an SEC program is losing to East Tennessee State, who East Tennessee State TK last, you know, four or five years ago was playing Reinhardt here in Georgia. You know, I mean, what's going on over there in Vandy? Yeah, I mean, you got you kind of gotta scratch your head a little bit at, at what's happening because it, it kind of does um, hamper um, the 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 league a little. Yeah, and, so and the, the momentum with that program. Clark yeah, is, know, again, we talked about it at, or the other day on the show. Uh, Coach Franklin, when I was there, bro, we were in some battles with Vandy. So Coach Franklin had that, that program going this way. And for it to kind of do one of those, it's kind of weird. So, again, um, you kind of scratch your head to wonder what's, what's happening over there. Well, and you see, you know, the facilities, TK, when you go to Georgia, when you go to Alabama, when you get all this, you see the facilities and the money that is put into that Vanderbilt. A lot of the money goes more into the, the academic side of it. You know, I mean, there's, there's a lot. And, and it's a great school. I mean, the, the, the medical degree and all that. And, hey, people go out and they, they, you know, they go out and they get that degree. They go make their paper, you know, saving people's lives and being a lawyer and stuff like that. That's wonderful. But if SEC, if, the, if Vanderbilt wants to stay relevant even in terms of mid-tier of college football and also not be a just absolute pariah in the SEC, they're going to have to uh, invest. And maybe they're starting to do, though, with Clark Lee. Um, you know, but, man, the first game of his tenure to to lose uh, 
23 to three after the uproar they had last year with uh, the 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 kicking situation. I mean, it is just, just crazy stuff going on there at Vanderbilt. So we'll see what ends up happening, but TK, that brings us to uh, our two games of the week here. And we'll talk about the non-conference matchup first. It'll be a future conference matchup and it's an old Southwestern conference matchup with Texas coming to Arkansas. Texas wins 38-18 over a good Louisiana Lafayette team who was ranked 23rd under Billy Napier. Uh, and Texas starts off the Sark era with a good win there. Sam Pittman's built-up momentum, had a much better year last year than anybody thought he would. He had Georgia on the ropes at the opening game last year as his old squad. TK, this is going to be a rocking environment there in Fayetteville, another place you've played at and been to when they were a decent ball club. First touch. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Over over TK's shoulder, if you're listening on the podcast for me, he's got a picture of him at Georgia uh, playing at at Arkansas, uh, catching his first touchdown pass. So, like I said, another environment. Uh, you've been there when they've been good, when they've been relevant. Um, you know, what what is that going to be like? What do you anticipate that matchup being like with Texas and Arkansas this upcoming week? It'll be one of those knockouts punch out games type of games man uh it'll be loud in there pig suey it's, <laughs> it's, it's gonna be rocking in there for sure um those people come to come to see those guys but man i think that uh they're in for it from a defensive perspective i think that Deshaun robinson for texas is a really 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 good explosive player out of the backfield 73 73 yards receiving and then he, and a tug and a, and a touchdown and then 103 um, on the ground with a touchdown. So I think that in order for Arkansas to come out on top, bro, they're going to have to honestly make those guys one dimensional um, and make them have to throw the ball because again, Bashan Robinson is just a uh, he's a beast. Well, yeah, he yeah he's a little joystick man. So. I, I think that he's a really special player, but on on the other side of that, you got a guy, Bumper Pool. Um, <laughs> Bumper Pool. What a name! If if you're having to give out names, last year when you had when you had Bumper Pool on one side and Stetson Bennett on the other side, I mean that's a battle of names right there. You absolutely <laughs> love that when Georgia when Stetson Bennett had to come in and try to rescue that game for Georgia at Fayetteville, but um, you know you you just mentioned it with BJ Rock. Uh, uh, by John Robinson, he is a fantastic playmaker, and Sam Pittman and company are going to have to lean on their their leading tackler, their leader, Bumper Pool. Yeah, yeah, Bumper Pool is one of those cats um, that's flying around the ball. He ain't trying to run around nothing. No. Uh, he's running through it. He um, one of those uh, just hard nosed Ray Lewis type cats. He's trying to punish you. And, yeah, um, and- I, I think that this weekend that those two will lock face mask a few times. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that fits right in with the personality that, that Sam Pittman has, right? He's an offensive line coach by trade. Uh, he's got to love a guy like a bumper pool who seems like he's been around at Arkansas for 10 years now. So uh, definitely a guy that, that uh, the fans, you know, love over there, but he's going to be crucial in that matchup. One other thing that you need to see out of Arkansas, and I think one reason that Arkansas is a six-and-a-half-point home underdog in this one is because K.J. Jefferson was 
a little erratic, you know, only competed, uh, completed 12 out of 21 passes. Um, I think a lot of people, Vegas is probably putting a lot of stock in Steve Sarkeesian's ability to dial up plays to get people open. You saw what he did at Alabama last year. A lot of times those guys were, uh, you know, wide open just by the concept alone. So Sark is, you know, he's done it with the Falcons. He's done it with the – with um, the Crimson Tide of Alabama over there. So a lot to really like in that match. We're going to see if Barry Odom, who Barry Odom, when he was the head coach at Missouri, he's now the defensive coordinator at Arkansas. Year two there, he's got that system kind of working. So I'm really going to love seeing that matchup of Barry Odom. When he was at Missouri, what I was going to say, TK, he gave Georgia and some other people fits in terms of the scheme that he would put out on the field, that they were they're a hard-nosed team. Um, but Barry Odom – uh, great defensive coordinator there, Steve, Steve Sarkeesian, great offensive mind. So that's going to be a wonderful matchup. And then maybe the game of the week in terms of it just being a interconference matchup, uh, TK, you know, getting to see two SEC teams go at it. You got Missouri, who we we both disrespected a little bit, saying that Central Michigan was going to going to take them take them to, they, down. They that. Coach, right? What now? They didn't have their coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if if so, you're saying if the Chippewas had had Jim McElwain on the sideline, that Missouri would have went down. Man, yeah. I got you. So, but what's your thoughts on? Uh, but we're not going to make a prediction on this one yet. But what's your thoughts on the line with uh, Kentucky being a five and a half point favorite at home? Missouri coming to them. Will Levis, the new uh, quarterback for Kentucky, had a very big game against Louisiana Monroe. Does that? Does that line seem a little bit accurate to you, or, or would you would you give maybe Kentucky a few more uh, in terms of the betting aspect of it? Yeah, in terms of the betting aspect, I'm definitely going to give those guys a few more points. Will Levis, four tuggies last week, um, was electric. It looked different. Had that offense looking different. Um, I think you and I talked about it before. They looked like a different Kentucky. So um, with Mizzou struggling a little bit, only beating those cats by 10, I'm going to have to say that Kentucky's going to hang more than, than, five, than plus five on them. Yeah, so so maybe maybe that line should be up up over a touchdown, something like that at, at least. Uh, but when you got, you know, one aspect of this game that I'm kind of intrigued by that, that, that they may end up be Vegas's reason for trying to keep it a little bit closer is Tyler Beatty for Missouri he had 203 rushing yards in that game. He's replacing Larry Roundtree, who is the all-time leading rusher there at Missouri. Well, he did a great job uh, replacing him in that first game. 203 yards rushing. I mean, you you just don't, you know, TK, you don't see many guys go for go for two bills in a in a game on the ground anymore. I mean, it's just it's just not not done very much. Those are that's like Adrian Peterson and Nick Chubb stuff that they used to do back in college days. So um but I don't know if they're gonna be able to run the ball as effectively against that Mark Stoops coached defense. Uh so Connor Basilak, the second year Missouri quarterback, is uh he's gonna have a lot more on his shoulders in this game. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh Coach Stoops will have those cats ready to roll defensively. He always has. Um, always throwing some, some some crazy blitzes out there, so he'll have those guys ready. Absolutely, and did want to mention, uh, you know, guys like Deontay Smith, like Kiki Chisholm, they're going to have to step up because Kentucky also always is very aggressive on defense. They play some a lot of uh, match zone and and tough man coverage schemes over there under Mark Stoops, yeah. and they'll be they'll be bringing the pressure as well. But 
Guys, that is our Wednesday show here on Second and None where we just kind of like to give a little taste of each game and kind of go in and tell you the factors you need to be thinking of, maybe what Vegas is thinking a little bit. Make sure to tune in on Friday's episode where TK and I will throw down our picks. We'll give even some – we're even going to give some score prediction this week. So, TK – and we'll have a special guest in the booth. And we'll have a special guest. So, so we're gonna uh, have a special guest. It's gonna be it's gonna be a, a, a fantastic show. We're gonna get into uh, way more into that Texas and Arkansas matchup. Way more into the Kentucky and Missouri matchup, and uh, you know Tennessee Pittsburgh. Some of those games that we expect to be the the better games. And uh, like I said, TK and I will have um, score predictions. We'll have some some player performances that we want you to be on the lookout for. So TK got some homework before our Friday. Friday episode. Uh, get get after it, man, with the, the research, and uh, we'll uh, we'll catch all you guys next time here on Second and None. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe to the 365 YouTube channel if you're watching on YouTube. Hit the notification button. You can catch the podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcast. We're a, mem- we're a member of the Believe Podcast Network and presented by. Bet online and playactionpools.com. We'll catch you next time on Second to None. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see, so... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.